All right, all right. It's your wonderful host, Demion, again. Recording another podcast. This time I'm recording it from a different location. Uh, completely different. I'm over here um, in my mom's driveway um, looking at the uh, garage. Uh, why am I over here? It's just because I didn't feel like going to Walmart. Didn't feel like going to McDonald's. Didn't feel like going to, uh, you know, Sheets or some little lockdown location, you know, on the side of the road. Don't want any drama. You know, because at night, here, I don't know what it's like in your country. I mean, you can't really just pull over on the side of the road or go to the park after dark. You know, after after the sun goes down, if you're at the park, then you get harassed by cops and things like that. So I'm just not even, not even trying to feel that kind of situation tonight. Just wanted to keep it easy, you know, speak with my people, record a little something, and just um, do what I do. Or, as I should say, do what we do. Record our podcast on a Saturday night. But, um, yeah, we're going to go ahead, take a short break, and we're just going to jump right into it. All right, let's go. So the coffee of the night is a uh, French vanilla. I wanted to try something different. I mean, at least get like a mocha, but the sheets over there on the other side of Greenville, all they had was the uh, French vanilla going. Then they had the peppermint mocha, and the peppermint mocha was, it was a bit strong for me. It was a bit, you know, a bit much mint. Uh, I wanted more... More of that latte, more of that um, mocha flavor, you know, at least a French vanilla hazelnut, something like that, um, or double chocolate, but they really don't do that. I don't know why they keep pushing this peppermint mocha. I mean, nobody like. well, somebody likes it. I don't like it. Nobody I know drinks it. I don't eat York peppermint patties. I don't eat the chocolate with the, the mint inside or mint-covered chocolate or chocolate-covered mint, however it goes. It's just not my flavor. You know, you get that cool, refreshing situation or tingling sensation. No. When I'm drinking coffee or something like that, I want the chocolate. I want the Hershey, the flavorful. Uh, I tried the Reese's, if you guys remember, um, but it was too peanutty. I mean, if I wanted a peanut bar, I would have eaten a Snickers or something like that. A Baby Ruth, maybe, right? But today, let's see what shall we start with. I guess we could start with the situation as to what uh, propelled me to come out here and record this podcast, uh, tonight. I was going to record it, but I wasn't planning on recording it right now, you know, at this moment, but I'm sitting in my room, well, I took a nap, I went fishing earlier, went out there, it was about, I don't know, 40, 46 degrees, maybe low 50s, you know, messing around with a few catfish, doing what I do, I uh, didn't really get too much anything, so I came home, you know, Took off my clothes, put on my little skivvies, and kind of relaxed, you know, cleaned up a bit. And I ate some cake. Then I started to take a little nap. So I took a little nap, woke up about, oh, I don't know, nine-something, nine-ish. And, you know, as you normally do when you wake up, you don't just get up, get out of bed. I mean, especially if you have nothing to do. So it was dark in the room, nice and dark. I have all my windows blocked out. I got black, thick curtains. Uh, no light penetrates through my room. No light penetrates through my house unless I open the window. So I kind of like that. You kind of set your own atmosphere, your little own ecosphere, so to speak. But um, I was sitting there. I said, okay, well, I'll watch a little um, video from Ruland. That's one of the channels I watch. Uh, Nika, she's very good. She gives a lot of um, intermediate level stuff, you know, just sits there and talks. Uh, Sometimes, you know, I watch the blogs and things, but when I want to try to get a little grammar in, learn a little more about the language. I watched Nika, and she was on there talking about the villages in Russia and uh, the old school villages. Uh, they call them uh, Drevnya. 
So the little places where it's not the city, you know, it's far outside the country, where the living is simple, you know, people grow their own vegetables, you know, have livestock and housing, things like that. But over there, times are tough, you know, especially today. Back in the day, it was fine. Uh, but times are tough just because they don't have a lot of those modern facilities and amenities that we're used to. You know, you go to your house, you cut on the stove, you got the electric, you got things jumping like that. There in those areas, the villages, you have to, um, you know, boil your own water, um, use a stone, you know, fireplace and stuff to heat your house, cook your food. It's a simpler uh, living, you know, something from the past. Though. We don't really have any places like that anymore. I'm sure everybody had their own variant of it, but she was just talking about how they're nice to have, but I mean, most of the young people now, you know, they move to the city and they just kind of forget about that. So it's like traditions being lost and you know old ways of life um you know just no longer becoming feasible so anyway i was listening to that it was a good little um 18 minute dialogue and then all of a sudden i started hearing this uh, about maybe three quarters of the way through i started hearing this you know music playing you know boom 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 you know i'm in an apartment now it's quiet pitch black listening to nika and then all of a sudden i hear this music playing i'm like okay here we go and it's do 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 then it stops, then it comes back on, then it stops, then it stops. I thought it was the people under me. I'm on the second floor. And after I finished the podcast, I went out, you know, into the uh, main room, the living room, and it was my neighbor. She had been bringing in a lot of stuff here the past couple of days. I saw a little 47-inch TV and people in and out of her house and everything like that. I mean, she's a young girl, um, got a lot of guy friends or whatever. Um, she's not really a ladies lady, you know what I'm saying? She's more like a, like a dude, uh, kind of likes girls and stuff, which is cool. But, um, so it's like, you see her, you say, what's up? You know, what up? You know, you don't really do the whole, hi, how's it going? You know, just what's up? You know, that's how, that's how she is. But anyway, she was sitting there blasting her little garbage music. I was like, okay. And then, you know, you could just hear the people coming in. So I guess they were having some type of party situation uh something i really wasn't trying to um hear so i said all right let me go ahead record my podcast went on got my clothes on hopped in the car and here i am so anyway let's see what's been going on this week uh last week if you remember i was recording something about all the tasks and challenges i had before me so let's just say i'm still alive i'm recording this podcast so obviously everything went well um we went to work, did what we did. They loved the files. Uh, they loved how we worked. They were like, you know, you guys are awesome. You're stellar. You're freaking rock stars. We already know this, but it was still the pressure of everything. But in that, I said, okay, well, I got to put a couple systems in place. So I'm just not dealing with that last minute scramble anymore. That last minute scramble is what kills you. You know, it's just too much anxiety. It's just too much anxiety, too much stress when it doesn't need to be. So just put things in place beforehand so you don't have to worry about that later. So that's something I'm working on. Take another sip. But that wasn't the kicker. That wasn't the kicker. So we got through all that. You know, we we, we did what we did. Went back to business as usual. But uh, was it the next day? Not really the next day. Maybe two, three days later, people came back down and shut down one of the programs. They didn't shut down our program, they shut down another program. So I guess their little review, their little, you know, check didn't go over as well. So some people lost their jobs and blah, 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 blah. So I was like, oh my 
gosh, like what else can we deal with, right? I mean, it's just been one thing after the other. I mean, where I work, it's just, it's got to be one of the most, I'm not going to say it's not the most stressful place, but the, the, the politics, the politics are so thick. I mean, we're politicians. We're not even people out finding people jobs. You know, we're, we're, we're politicians, you know, lobbyists. I mean, this is a whole nother freaking level. So being that we're politicians, I went out politicking, you know, because that's what you do. I go out and meet with managers, you know, talk them up and try to create opportunities for our people. So Friday I was out there, I mean, really just getting comfortable with the managers going in the office, brand new people talking to them, sitting down in the office. And we're like, oh, yeah, so the price of tea in China is blah, blah, blah. You know, just sitting there talking, having a conversation with these people. I mean, focused on the job, but just talking them up. One guy was telling me about his story from California. He moved here from California. He was in the Midwest. He was a uh, fine guy here. He's only been here about seven weeks trying to get adjusted. He had stuff all over the place and just talking about how his life was different and his his thoughts on libraries. Now, I didn't know um, librarians, not all librarians, as he was explaining, but a lot of librarians have degrees in library science. I didn't know checking out a book was a science. Um, I know they used to use the Dewey Decimal System when they used to organize books, categorize books in the library, but now it's not needed. Everything's done on the computer. But he said, yeah, a lot of people, and uh, most places it's required that they have degrees in library science. I'm like, how deep can it be? It's uh, um, Can I check out this book? But, I mean, they also do have a lot of uh, records and atlases and old newspapers and things. So I guess, I mean, you know, you got to study something. But, I mean, I didn't think it was that deep. But um, it's neither here nor there. So I talked with him, talked to another lady over there at the visitor's center um, by the waterfront. Nice little conversation. They were planning for a uh, downtown event. They were going to have live music, you know, a little festival uh, for the locals, the local residents. Um, and they were talking about their jobs there. You have to be um, somebody involved in the community. You got to know the area. So when visitors come, they're like, where can I go eat? Where can I go fish? Where can I go kayak? And where can I go camping, canoeing, um, where's the best place to stay, the best hotels. This this person that works at this uh, visitor center has to be knowledgeable, you know, of those areas. They have to be well-informed. Uh, it's best to have a local uh, native of the city just to ensure that the visitors have the best experience. So they're going to hit them with the southern hospitality, all the hey, y'all, and, you know, that's how they talk over there, so... I was just passing through. You know, I work over there. I don't live over there. Uh, let's see what else happened. Um, caught some people in the hospital. I went to the hospital. Uh, spoke with a lady out there. Um, they have a position called an observer position. I don't know if you guys have anything like that in your hospital. But basically, in the hospital, you have a unit called behavioral health. Behavioral health is where they monitor people for mental health. And sometimes, you know, drug-induced uh, psychosis. So they have a position called observer where people just sit in the hall and watch and make sure people aren't banging their heads or trying to cut their wrist, you know, suicidal and, you know, doing things they don't need to do. And they just sit in the hall and watch it. If they monitor something, then they call one of the nurses. So 
that position used to only require a high school diploma. Now the lady was telling me that it now requires somebody with a CNA 1 or a CNA 2. CNA is a certified nursing assistant, uh, some type of certification. You get one and you get two. After that, you know, then you just become a full-fledged nurse. But a CNA is just somebody who can go around, check vitals, and do things like that. CNA 2 is more medical. They can change colostomies. They can... Um, sit there and change somebody's breathing machine, you know, do different things, probably even administer shots, you know, on a basic level. But they said now they require those types of certifications. So the position I was going there for someone else to inquire about, they're not able to do it with their high school education. But I did ask the lady about other positions they could do that are in the clerical space. And they were telling me about patient coordinator one. You know, you have patient coordinator one, you have patient coordinator two. Patient coordinator one, you know, you do intakes, check in patients, check them out. You know, basic procedures with the computer. You know, you got to type in the Vitans database and all that stuff with all the clinical information. So I'm sure there's a lot of disclosure forms and things they have to sign. You know, if you're in there doing business and you see that your cousin's in the hospital, you can't go in their file. You know, different things like that. But they have levels of clearance, you know, as in most offices, as they should. All right, I think I'll take a break and uh, see what we come up with next. So what's going on with this whole coronavirus thing? I mean, is it really that serious? I mean, I imagine it is. I think they said they have a few cases over here in the States here and there. And I want to say that they said they had something in North Carolina. This is the state that I live in. Uh, I feel like I'm a million miles away from the coronavirus. I mean, if anybody listening to this is dealing with that, I, I wish you to be safe. You know, I hope everything is good with you and your family and none of your members are are being affected by this uh, condition. But I mean, really, what is it? I mean, is it just another flu? Like, you know, the bird flu, swine flu? Um, I mean, there's always something. There's always something. I mean, they had... They had AIDS, they had Black Plague, you had uh, Bubonic Plague, you have, um, uh, what was that, Ebola, you know, when everybody was going crazy about Ebola, Ebola this, Ebola that, Ebola this, uh, encephalitis, malaria, you know, a lot of these polio, a lot of these diseases and things, you know, they come about and, you know, people get into panic, people get into stir, and then they come up with all these little radical treatments and everything and then once they find a, a vaccine for it it becomes you know just something people don't even talk about anymore it's not even an issue but see my thing is i believe diseases and illnesses what they're doing is they're 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 evolving you know i mean it's almost like population control so to speak not saying like something's out here just to kill people but think about it the world's only so big right and as as we dirty up the planet, because that's what we do, we inhabit the space. We're like parasites. You know, the earth is a living thing. The earth is a living thing. You pour this gasoline that we make on the grass, you kill it, right? Uh, we chop down trees. We burn forests. We tear up the ground, dig into the ground. We mine for oil. And, you know, all these things and this pollution goes up to the air. The planes flying through the sky. You know, we, we do a lot of these things that just disrupt the system you know just disrupt the system the earth has a way of cleansing itself you know just like people you know or name me like a, a, a woman you know has a way of just cleansing itself right and here we are muddying up the world with all this filth 
and things that we create. So I think what happens is that these viruses come about from the things that we bring to the world, the harm we do to the world. You know, you slap the world, the world's going to kick you. It's going to tell you what time it is, you know. You can't just go out here and pour nuclear waste in the rivers, the oceans, and these barges and stuff. I mean, we don't even know the stuff they're carrying, half the stuff they're carrying out there. All this power, I mean, it has waste, you know. They're like a, like a bird. Even a bird has waste. As beautiful as a bird is, it's flying around and it drops waste. It consumes matter from the earth, you know, eating insects, plants, whatever they're eating. And then it drops its waste. We drop our waste. You know, animals drop their waste. Cars have waste. You know, buildings have waste. So all these things are putting a strain on the earth. And the earth is like, you know what? I tried, you know, malaria. I tried encephalitis. I tried Ebola. Okay. Let me, let me try something else. Let me come with this coronavirus. And it's going to be something else. It's going to be something else in a couple of years or even a couple of months. It's going to mutate. I mean, maybe it was a coronavirus at first. Now it's something else because they've already, uh, you know, probably got the treatments going. And then as a, the, the uh, med, uh, not the medicines, but the, uh, the diseases and viruses, you know, they, they mutate. You know, it's just, it's just what they do. Just like people. You put people in a situation and they will transform. It's just going to happen. You put somebody into a harsh environment, they're going to become a product of their environment. They're going to be a harsh person. They're going to be hard, you know? Like these people out here, like gangsters and bandits and stuff, you know, everybody gives them a bad rap. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be around them either, but they're out there, you know, ducking bullets and getting shot at and getting chased by the cops. So that's their view of the world. They're going to act like that. No matter what situation you put them in, that's just going to be their mentality. You know, if you put somebody in a nurturing environment where it's all loving and friendly, then they're going to be the person out there that turns into a philanthropist or some type of humanitarian. And they're out there trying to help people and be, be positive and promote all these changes and go over to other countries and build schools and do all these things like that. I mean, that's just what people do. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. It, it's crazy. I mean, the world, the world's always changing. I mean, we're changing. I mean, I hope you're changing. I know you're changing with uh, this podcast because you're, you're enhancing your, your English level. So, I mean, you're changing in that, right? And other aspects of your life. I mean, maybe at work, maybe in your relationship, maybe just, you know, maybe spending more time with your dog. Who knows? Your dog is changing. You know, the dog comes to you. It's a puppy. It learns. That's why you have good dogs and you have bad dogs. You got dogs that freaking tear your hand off if you look at them. Then you have other dogs that just come up and lick you to death. Why do they do that? Because they grew up in a loving environment the dog is a terrier hand up they grew up in an aggressive environment you know somebody's training them to be evil dogs aren't born to be evil they're trained to be evil just like people you know but then every now and then in a rare case you just have a bad seed so to speak right where they're just pure evil just evil incarnate like they're just here for destruction they're here for evil they're here to breed hate i mean you got people like that but then that makes you appreciate the positive people the positive animals the good things about the world that keep us all motivated and happy you know make it stay here a little longer and then the earth's like all right you guys been here a little too long it's time to go let me hit you with this virus you know earthquakes hurricanes you know just come through the area somebody was telling me about i don't know don't quote me on it but somebody was telling me about a hurricane or tornado or something that went through Tennessee I didn't see it on the news what else was on there I think they had their political nominations for who's going to represent you know the uh, Democratic and Republican parties 
you know, all this, all this, uh, BS, you know, all this, this BS, all this activity that really doesn't equate to nothing. You know, people just getting in a stir about what, you know, you know, about what, where, where, where are you going with it? I mean, it's crazy. I think, um, Biden or whatever, I think he won the, the election, but he's not the president, but you know, he's all celebrating and he has all these supporters and all these people. And it could have been Sanders, you know, it could have been somebody else, but it's just like, uh, dude, I mean, unless you're going to say rent's not due on the first, what difference does it make? It's the same, it's the same thing, but anything will be better than this situation we got right now. This situation we got right now is pure trash. We got a freaking TV star trying to run the country. Doesn't know the first thing about it. That's all I can say about it. You know, TV stars shouldn't be presidents. I'm going to just say that TV stars shouldn't be the president of the country. It, it just, it just shouldn't happen. I'm not, I'm not even going into all the stuff that, that the person's doing. I'm just saying a TV star shouldn't be the president of the country. TV star is a TV star. You know, that's it. Do make, make your little shows, make your little apprentice, things like that. Make your little money. But running the country, you know nothing about it. I mean, who do you want running the country? You want somebody who's a freaking patriot, somebody who understands the world, you know, in your country. You don't want somebody that's just all about money. You want somebody that believes in the people, somebody that is a person, right? Somebody that's lived, been through the tough times, you know, gone to the school, somebody that's eaten the food, experienced the government's impact on, you know, just daily living. You want that person to come in and be like, okay, well, let me push for change. Let me push for the better. Not somebody that's just coming in there to perpetuate, you know, the struggles and stuff that people are dealing with. That's what we have now, but I think at the end of the year, they'll get that out of there, and who knows what clown will be in there next. Hopefully, it's somebody with at least half a brain, you know, half a brain that can form a complete thought. You know, that is not trash. You know, a, a complete thought that actually has a positive future, that actually has a direction. But, you know, let me take a sip. The interesting thing about all of that, all that whole political campaigning and the government, things like that, the president is just a, a, a face, basically like a team leader. You have a team of six people. And you say, okay, well, we need to vote on something. And you have one person that just kind of regulates all that. You appoint somebody to be the leader, right? And the leader is not one that thinks on their own. You know, they may think, you know, it's I, 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 and they're an island and all this stuff. But no, they were appointed. And just like they were appointed, they can be removed from office, removed from power, removed from a situation. But... Ultimately, there are people behind the scenes dictating what the president does, what the leader does. So, as we all probably believe, there are leaders of the world, especially in our country. There are people that run this country that are not seen, people we do not know, names we do not hear. But there, is, there are people that make these decisions. You'll never know who they are, just like in your country. You probably got some old guy, you know, group of six old men, maybe even a woman in there sitting there talking about, okay, well, we're going to raise the price of rice, and we're going to change this system, and we're going to do all these things. Like, it's not us, the people paying taxes. It's not us. We're not making these changes. They try to act like we're the ones that have the biggest impact, but no. 
you sit there, you do what you do, you say what you say, you do your little vote, but they, they've already, they already know who they want to pick anyway. They just make it seem like you had a choice in it. So I'd say, you know, you just got to live your, your life as you see fit, do what you feel is right. You know, I mean, and I know some places are more deprived and the challenges are a little bigger and the struggles are a little tougher, you know, because you actually have like freaking military walking through the streets, shooting people. I mean, that's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. You know, I couldn't even imagine what that's like. So if you're going through that, I mean, hats off to you for sticking in there, being brave every day, going outside, walking to work, going to school, whatever you're doing. But I mean, yeah, freaking militaries walking down the street and they got dang tanks, you know, could freaking blow you and your house away. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's like, that's another world. You know, that's, that's a completely other world. Like we don't even have anything like that right now. But I think if we were to have something like that, I mean, we got enough guns and weapons in our homes. I mean, we could fight back. So it would be freaking not even a world war, like a dang civil war, like for real. Like, I don't even know. It'd be crazy because, you know, if you're out, you're outside walking, you're trying to go to work and the, the military shooting at you. I mean, you're going to shoot back, especially if they're killing people. You'd be like, well, I'm not going to get shot. So, I mean, it'd be, it's just, it's been the ammunition you know, bunkers and all this stuff. It, yeah, it'd be, it'd just get crazy. It'd get crazy. Somebody needs to write a, a story about all that, you know, like um, what would happen, you know, if the military, you know, started patrolling the world. Um, crime, you know, wouldn't there wouldn't be any police officers anymore. I guess this goes back to that, uh, what was that, the state, the state police type thing I was talking about last time? I don't know. But um, this coffee's about done. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got some useful vocabulary out of it. I mean, I know I talked about a lot of things, but I always do. It's kind of jump from topic to topic, but that's how life is. That's how live conversation goes. You know, you don't just freaking sit on one idea for like 60 hours. You know, you just, you talk and you just feel, feel the mood. But on that one, I'm out and I'll see you guys in the next one.